Hey guys, welcome back to Girls Gone Healthy. I really love this episode because we really go back to the very beginning of what does it mean to start living a healthier lifestyle? Because a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm going to start being healthier. I'm going to start losing weight, weighing myself, all of that. And we talk about the complete opposite of, no, let's not rely on the scale. What can you rely on that your body's already telling you? We talk about trusting your intuition, relying on your hunger cues, your sleep cues. How are you dealing with stress? All of that, that is really the importance of starting a healthier lifestyle. So we talk about that. We talk about how you shouldn't feel selfish for wanting to prioritize your health and just so much more. So I'm really excited for you guys to check out this interview with Chris. Are you stuck on where to start when it comes to getting in shape, feeling more confident in your body, or eating right? I want to break the idea that you have to stick to a diet and crazy workout routine in order to be healthy and reach your goals. Hi guys, I'm Emily Kaufman. I was a burnt out Division One athlete, turned stay-at-home couch potato, now turned group fitness junkie. If you're ready to ditch finding the perfect diet and workout routines that make you feel weak, this is the place for you. Welcome to the tribe girls gone healthy. Hey guys, so today we are joined by Kristen and she's a board certified functional health coach and she works with people seeking to adopt a healthy lifestyle. She believes that we all have our own body language and that when we listen to our inner voice and tune in with our body needs, we can become our own health, fitness, and nutrition experts. That is exactly what I like to encourage through my podcast. I love you know, bringing you guys the education so that way you can listen to your body. So I'm so happy that you're joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Emily. Yeah, so me and Chris know each other in person. It felt weird calling you Kristen at the start because <laughs> I call you by Chris, but I don't know too much about your personal health journey. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that and what made you decide to become a health coach. Yeah, so I'm one of those people that was fortunate, much like yourself, to be involved in competitive sports. Right up into my 30s, I was playing competitively, mostly softball at that time. So I literally never thought of anything I did as training or exercising and I never had to worry about the scale or what I was feeling my body with it was just just what I did and then get married have children and I totally forgot about myself I just let it all go like um, many of us do and then in um, the early uh, like around 2012 my husband got sick and he was diagnosed with a lung disease. And I spent a lot of years in and out of hospitals and a lot of surgeries, which meant I was eating out of my backpack or cafeterias. And around about the same time, I started, um, I became primary caregiver for my mother who had, uh, who had Parkinson's disease and could no longer care for herself. So you can imagine a lot, a lot of stress. And literally one morning I woke up and looked at myself in the mirror, nothing in my closet fit me. And I said, what the heck are you doing? What are you doing to yourself? You can't afford to get sick. You have all these people you have to take care of. So I sought out um, trainers and surrounded myself with people that could really help me understand what I needed and what I needed to do to start living a healthy lifestyle. And fortunately, I did it with great success. And it actually inspired me to take that knowledge and start to help other people. So I went to school to become a functional health coach. And then I got involved with a program called Body Talk, where um, we really teach people to listen to your body because it's it's screaming at you all the time. 
That's such an awesome story too, because, you know, you mentioned that you had your mother who was sick, you had your husband who was sick. And so in your head, you're like, okay, I'm not the one diagnosed with anything. So we should be prioritizing their health. And then it's just so easy to put it on the back burner, not even think about how you're affecting your own health just because you aren't diagnosed with a certain thing. Oh yeah. And it's really hard too, because, um, you know, I'm a mother of three daughters as well. And you sometimes feel selfish putting yourself first, but through my, the, the coaches that I had, you know, they're like, you know, you need to take care of yourself. It's like me too, not me first and take that time. So now I'm, I don't look at myself as selfish, but I get my hour every day to do something for myself and everybody around me benefits from it. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. I like that. Me too, not me first. And then you had mentioned that you were an athlete and so you never really thought of it as training. When you did start this program, was it a purely fitness program? Was it a nutritional program? What type of program was it? So I'm going to say it's it's more of a self-care program, you know, because being a functional health coach, I I look at the holistic side of things and it's not just about your weight. It's not just about working out. It's about where's your mind at? You know, where's your stress level at? What are you doing for sleep? And it it all comes together. Uh, So it wasn't. And matter of fact, when I joined the program, my my goal wasn't even weight loss. I I just wanted to feel like um, I could breathe at that point. I I felt like I was drowning and I just wanted to breathe and and get some normalcy back into my life. And then the, the outcome ended up being weight loss. But when it all came together, it just I was like, aha, oh my goodness. Imagine that this all works. Yeah. So you weren't even trying to pinpoint a specific thing of, oh, I'm going to change this diet. It was like, no, what are these like large contributing factors in my life targeting those? Yeah. Well, and what's even, even more funny is you said, I won't say argue with my husband. We had heated conversations because he's a, he's a, he's a gym rat. He loves to go in the gym. He loves to work out. And every day he'd be like, you want to come with me to work out? And I was like, oh, gosh, no, no, I don't. Don't even talk to me about it. I don't want to do it. I have 50,000 other things I have to do, right? I have, I have to cook, I have to take care of my mom. I have to get ready for this. I have to do that, you know, and I'm working at the same time. So yeah, I didn't even like to work out now. Um, you can't stop me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great transformation to have. And so through your body talk program that you teach now, I know that one of your company's focuses is developing a relationship of trust with yourself and not developing a relationship with the scale. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, so we just, just assume you ditch the scale. Uh, but what it means is each of us has our own body language, right? And what's good for me is not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for the person, you know, next door. So it's really getting in tune with what works for you and listening to those internal cues, you know, your your intuitiveness. And we're all born with it. And then somewhere along the line, whether it's uh, how we're brought up or the brilliant marketing of the food companies um, and the supersizing of things and the sugar being added and everything, those those get much dimmer they they don't speak as loudly and you forget about it and then you find yourself hating yourself because now you're so stuffed and you can't even move and what did you do and now you're tired and and it just is a vicious cycle so we we focus on first just getting in tune with with hunger like actually being hungry as opposed to you know this society is so condition that you wake up in the morning and eat breakfast. It's 12 o'clock or one o'clock in your office. So you eat lunch, six o'clock, you're home. It's time to eat dinner. Oh, you want a dessert after dinner. So you're going into the, the pantry to find something that you shouldn't be eating. You're never, ever giving your body a chance to burn all of that fuel um, and actually letting it tell you when it's ready for fuel. 
So that's that's how one of the first steps that we get into and in, and we spend the first two weeks and really getting in tune to understanding when you eat, why you eat, and what you eat. And it's a real mind shift for people because it's it's not a diet in any way, shape, or form. You know, we don't want to deprive people of things and we don't want you to be starving. Um, and we don't want you counting calories and, and tracking that carbs. We, we, we just want you to throw it all out the window and listen to your body when it's telling you it's ready for fuel. And yeah, and on the flip side, you know, the, the scale is oftentimes very evil and, and helps uh, set you up for failure. You know, it's that little mechanical thing that hides over in the corner of the bathroom and you, you step on it and you judge yourself uh, by the number on the scale. And, you know, what does that number even mean? I mean, it's just literally a number that says what your physical weight is in a moment in time. I mean, that's just it. You can step off the scale, go get a cup of coffee, come back on, and guess what? The number's going to be different, right? You got to have a bowel movement, get back on the scale, the number's going to be different, right? You're menstruating, the number's going to be different. So what does that number even mean? You know, and it, it just, it makes me so sad when I work with people that feel they have to weigh themselves every day, right? You get on the scale, you're up a pound and oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. Never mind. Forget about it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Or you get on the scale and you're like, woohoo, I'm down two pounds. I'm going to eat whatever I want because this is working, right? It's this never ending battle with the scale. So, you know, for the nine weeks that I work with people, we do um, a weekly weigh-in and mostly for for them because people are, are so used to weighing but we beg them to please only weigh in once a week the same time every week the same scale every week so that we can see the progress because you know a lot of them the weight loss is what they're here for but we're also working on all of those other things at the same time so one of the biggest victories i have with my group is we we call them non-scale victories you know things that you're doing to make your life better and live a healthier lifestyle that have absolutely nothing to do with the scale so, you know, we're working to heal the mind while we're fixing the body at the same time. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, I feel like that's a great way to go about it because how you're talking about the hunger cues. So if you're just relying on the scale and then for one week, say you're up that entire week, the first thought is, oh, I ate too much. Well, were you hungry? <laughs> like, if you're hungry, then no, you didn't eat too much. You're just maybe eating the wrong thing. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great way to start developing a relationship with your hunger cues of you know, why are you eating at this certain time? Not necessarily because it follows a diet, but because that's what you're feeling. Yeah. Well, and then I talked briefly about, you know, not depriving yourself. We don't take anything off the table. I mean, this, you know, listening to your hunger cues works, whether you're, whether you're a vegetarian, whether you're vegan, pescatarian, whatever you are, or however you eat. Um, and I work with a lot of people that have a horrible diet. And for the first couple of weeks, I don't ask you to, to, to stop that, you know, uh, people come in there like, well, what do I need to start? Like, I'm going to clean out my refrigerator. Please don't, don't, don't. Just listen to when you're hungry and when you're hungry, eat. It's really that simple. You know, then we, we do want you to eat more whole food. So we get into a whole um, section about um, nutritious foods and fueling your body with the things that are going to also do right by it. But, you know, really just listen, people, listen to your body. Yeah. This might be a hard question, and I don't mean to throw you on the spot, but I feel like a lot of people listening, you know, they've been athletes at some point in their life, and their issue with the transition is when they're listening to their hunger cues is they feel always like they're more hungry. You know, they're used to these high-intensity workouts, and they don't really know when to stop eating. Do you have any suggestions with that and portion control? 
two things. Yes, portion control. When we start, we start. Um, we suggest that you reduce your portions to what what you would normally put on your plate. Do half, right? And then also, you don't eat till you're full. You eat till you're satisfied, um, and we call that hitting the pause button. Um, and there's tricks to do that. Um, you can put your fork down, take a bite, chew it. Put your fork down. So you're really slowing down the eating process. So you're giving your body a chance to talk to you and let you know when it's full. And then if you're not sure, walk away. If you're really still hungry, you're going to be hungry in 20 minutes, right? So you can either come back and finish um, or you can have a, a small snack just to, to satisfy it until you're waiting to reach that hunger cue again. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because, you know, you're not going to like pass out in those 20 minutes of not eating. Like you're not that starving. So, you know, just kind of giving yourself some time. Right. And a lot of people when they start, they're like, I don't even remember the last time I felt hungry. Well, like, what does that even feel like? So I have people that will skip a meal and they'll, they'll you know, be texting me. I didn't eat lunch. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You're, you're going to live. <laughs> you're going to live. Don't worry about it, you know, and, and it's a liberating feeling when you're hungry because then there's no guilt to eating, right? You're hungry. Your body needs fuel. It's giving you the cue. Hopefully you're going to fuel it with something nutritious and you're going to go about your day feeling great and you're going to eat just enough so you don't get the overfull feeling. And it's, it is really liberating. You, you know, don't have to think about food anymore. You eat it when you're hungry. And once again, like that sounds so simple once you say it now, but I feel like we have put all these rules on ourselves of, okay, I'm going to eat three meals a day or five meals a day, or you just put rules on and it's like, well, is that even what you want? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you can learn to play with it, right? Cause you got to go to, you know, we're all going to social situations or not so much these days. Um, but you want to go out to dinner with your girlfriends, right? But you're going to be eating late or, you know, you're going to be hungry at five and you're not going to be hungry at seven. So that's when you play with, with compensating. Maybe you just have a light snack so that when you go out to dinner, you can enjoy a lighter meal you know, I do tricks like I'll order my to-go box when I sit down to dinner. So half of it goes in the to-go box right away. You know, there's all kinds of tricks you can do to still be social, still eat the food you want. Believe me, I'll get a hamburger when, I, when I'm out, you know, and there, there's a place for everything. It's just learning how it fits for you, you know, and that's the thing. Everybody's going to be different. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's a huge part of it, you know, that you work with people right away on these hunger cues. But as you mentioned, like your program isn't just a nutrition program, it does incorporate a bunch of different things. So what other cues can you start picking up on in your body? All right, so sleep. How many of us are sleep deprived, right? So that three o'clock comes, crash, I'm so tired. I need to, I need to grab a candy bar or I need to have some food. No, you probably need to move or you probably need to have some water. Um, so we, we teach you to pick up on all those cues. Why are you getting hungry at three o'clock? What did you have for lunch? What's going on in your day? What's happening at work? Is it emotional hunger? Is it head hunger? Is it, is it acid hunger from your stomach because you, you've uh, not fueled it with the, the right foods? At night, when it's nine o'clock and you feel sleepy, why are you gonna put Netflix movie on and stay up? No, listen to your body. It needs to go to sleep, put it to bed, You know, have it rest. Um, and the other big thing is stress. How does your body handle stress? What are your cues? Like for me, I feel my shoulders going up, right? For some people, it's clenching your jaws. So, you know, take a moment. What's going on right now? What are you thinking about? What's happening? Did you just have an argument with somebody? So all of these cues we cover 
um, through the different modules as we work through the nine weeks. That's really interesting to bring up to the fact of like getting tired at 3 p.m. Like, do you grab a candy bar? Do you eat? Do you do all these things? Because I feel like a lot of people think that they have an eating issue or they're like, oh, I just overeat so much or I'm always hungry. And in that situation, it's like, no, your sleepiness is just causing you to be hungry. You know, you're trying to make up for lack of sleep in another way. So I think, right. Yeah. It, you know, that root cause of the problem, you have to start listening to yourself or else you are just going to try to solve it a different way with the candy bar, with something. Yeah. With, with the food. Right. And it does give you that quick pick me up, right? The rush of sugar comes through and it, and it serves the purpose that you intended, but you probably weren't really hungry and now you've just overeaten and you did nothing to benefit your body. And guess what? As soon as you sugar plummet, you're going to be hungry again. Yeah. So it's just like that never ending cycle. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people that come into your program, they've probably tried other programs before, you know, they might have tried other diets or other workouts and they're like, oh, this doesn't work for me. How do you start having someone build that relationship with themselves to start relying on their cues? Well, first, I, I mean, I do ask everybody to throw out the, everything that they've ever learned from any other diet program. Again, because we don't use the B word. It is not a diet. It is not a diet. So we, I, I do invite them to open their minds to throw everything out that they've, they've learned before. And most people, uh, you know, I ask them, what reason would you have to not succeed with this program? You know, who's, who's your worst um, sabotager? And 99.9% .9 of the time, we're our own self-sabotagers, right? You know, you kick yourself in the butt, you, you do something, you have a cheat day, or you, do, you don't eat as well, or you have that ice cream, and what do you do? You, 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 Oh, I'm not worth it. Like everything, this is not going to work anymore. Never mind. I've already failed. So we talk about ditching the negative talk and putting the spin to positive, right? There's no room for negative talk. Change your story. What happened, happened. What, what you do next is really what matters. Uh, so really asking them, you know, when you hear that negative talk creep in, just say it out loud. Say, stop, stop. I also often tell people to write, you know, I'm worth it or what your goal is and stick it on that mirror that you see every day so that you remind yourself that you're doing this for a reason. And again, the big thing is every day is a new day to re reset and restart, right? Again, what happened, happened. You can't change what happened. What you do next is what matters. Yeah, I love that. So just, you know, going into the program being like, you know what, this could work for me. You know, all the things that you've learned in the past of, oh, you're doing it wrong or you're failing at this. Like, no, this one could work. So you might as well go into it with that mindset of being positive. Literally, there's no failure here. There is absolutely no failure. Um, one of the big things that we say is progress, not perfection, right? None of us is perfect. All we can do is try. And the other thing, it's, it's, a, it's a, such a supportive community. We try to keep the groups between 25 and 30 people so that I can get to know you. Um, I can coach to your goals because, again, everybody's going to have a different goal. Some people are weight loss. Some people are firming and toning. Some people just feel like they can't get off the couch, um, and they just want you to help them do that, get off the couch. So we, we offer accountability um, as well. Coaching, I'm available. I'm in the group every day. Um, I'm giving homework assignments and challenges. Um, so it's really interactive, and it's very supportive, and it's, it's really great to see the community lifting each other up and offering stories of support or what worked for them as well, along with a coach that can 
keep moving them forward. Yeah, that's awesome. Just to help build you along. Do you have any stories of people's like aha moments of like when it clicked for them that this relationship building can work and relying on yourself instead of trying to rely on something external like a scale? So I did have one woman who I've known, but I only know her through like an organization. Like I would see her once a year and she's follows me on Facebook and she almost begrudgingly was like, I, I think I'm going to try this. So she um, was skeptical, you know, in her survey, she's like, I have been at a plateau for like five years and I don't see how you're going to do anything that's going to change this. And, you know, she was a lifelong member at a place that we won't mention. And she's like, but you always look great. So I'm going to give it a try. We were, I think maybe 10 days in. So we'd already done our one week weigh in and she PM'd me, can we talk? And I was like, yeah, yeah. What's, what's going on? She's like, I have to tell you in all my life, I cannot believe it is this easy. And you got me to lose five pounds in a week. What the heck? How did, how is this possible? I'm like, you listening to your body, babe, listening to your body. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like your body told you what to do. I'm just helping you listen to it and direct it. Yeah. And it, I mean, it happens fast. If you open your mind to listening to your body, it's, it's sending you signals all the time. I mean, like I said, I have three girls and one of the biggest lessons that I taught them, like the first lesson you get is your intuition, like fight or flight, right? Do you ever get that feeling if you're like, at college in the dark parking lot and you see some shadowy figure over there and your gut always says to you something's not right that's the feeling that you always listen to right so your body does mm -hmm. the same thing in so many other ways and it's just getting in tune with it and giving yourself that time to listen and understand is just really amazing i mean it's very healing and it's very liberating and then my last question for you and this is one of my favorite to ask my guests that come on because i bring you guys on and you know it sounds like you have it all figured out you know you already went through that transformation yourself and now you're helping others but what is one thing in your health journey that you're currently working on now okay i'm glad you asked me that convincing myself that i'm not going to regret it when i go out and do my workout I mean, it's still, I, I schedule it into my day. I make sure I make time for it, but I still, as I'm putting my sneakers on, oh, maybe I'll just do this, or maybe I'll just do that. Or maybe I'll just, maybe it'll be my off day. And it's like, no, you already had an off day, right? Because it's important to give yourself an off day, but not every day. So yeah, it's, it's really, a, you know, starting to adopt a health advice. It's a decision. It's a decision and it's not perfect. And you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. And, and even we still, as trainers or coaches, struggle with uh, reminding ourselves to take our own advice. Yeah, exactly. Like, even when you do have all the facts, there's still going to be days that maybe you don't want to work out. And, you know, it's still a little bit of a battle. So that's great to hear, you know, that you kind of struggle with those same issues, too, no matter how far into the journey you're at. We are human. We are human, right? Yes. And I would just love to leave a minute for you here to talk about where people can find you, how people can work with you and your program. Sure. Well, my, my company is Kristen Lee Wellness. So I'm uh, online at kristenleewellness.com. And the program that I work for uh, or coach for is called Body Talk, B-O-D-E Talk. You can find a link to that on my website. And then for your listeners, Emily, what I'd like to offer is I've got two more sessions coming up through 2020. Uh, and if anyone would like to see what we're all about, um, find me on Facebook. I'm Kristen Lee Wellness on Facebook um, or on Instagram. Uh, 
send me a, a message. Uh, and I'd like to offer you uh, the cookbook that goes along with the nine week program. It's put together by all of the other health coaches and it's full of delicious, nutritious uh, ways to fuel your body. So it's Kristen Lee Wellness um, on Instagram, on Facebook, and um, on the internet. Awesome. And then I'll include it all below too. So you guys can just click on it and it's easy to check her out. Thank you so much for coming on today, Chris. Thanks for having me, Emily. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to this week's episode. If you haven't already checked out, we do have some Girls Gun Healthy merch, which has a link below. Really cute, really affordable. I just got in my face mask. It's this really bright pink. It's not like a hot pink, but it's just so bright and fun and comfortable and I also have some crew neck sweatshirts some tank tops that you can work out in so go check that out at the link below and then also if you haven't already let's connect on Instagram it's at girls Glen healthy podcast I love using that as another way to stay connected throughout the week so I will see you guys there thank you so much for tuning in If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast, at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi, come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.